Welcome to the Real Estate Guys radio program. Have you ever thought about becoming a full-time real estate investor? Well, if so, there's lots to think about and even more you have to do. That's what we're going to talk about today on the Real Estate Guys radio program. Looking for solid cash flow in a market where the jobs are likely to stay put? Hi, this is Robert Helms. Join me for the Real Estate Guys investor field trip to Memphis, Tennessee. I'm excited to show you this affordable real estate market where cash flow is the name of the game. You'll meet active developers, rehabbers, property managers, plus folks from the Chamber of Commerce and many surprise guest speakers. Find out how the four R's of Memphis will virtually ensure a steady supply of qualified tenants. For all the details, visit realestateguysradio.com and click on events. Join me in Memphis for an amazing cash flow weekend. Go to realestateguysradio.com and click events. Welcome to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Thanks so much for tuning in today. We have a great topic of discussion. And to aid us along, let's welcome a regular participant of the program, the man we call the godfather of real estate and investing since the 57 different decades, Bob Helms. Hello, Robert. Good day. Well, good to have you here. We're uh, still high from coming off of the Investor Summit at Sea a few weeks back. It was amazing. What a phenomenal trip it was. What a great summit it was. We had an amazing array of faculty and speakers. We we had enthusiastic people, and I got so much inspiration from listening to the plans all these folks had, several who were talking about the very thing we're going to talk about in the show today, making real estate a full-time career as an investing business. Well, in fact, this is a talk that you gave on the summit this year, and uh, it was uh, well-received for sure. A lot of folks who get serious about real estate investing uh, start to look at, could I make it my day job? And I guess we have to preface it by saying the vast majority of real estate investors are part-time, occasional investors. They do something else to live, thrive, and survive, and they put a little money away every now and then into real estate, which is a great way to go. You could become wealthy and leave a legacy for your family if you will just poured a little bit of your time, energy, and extra dollars into real estate. But for some of us, we have the bug. We're, we're more interested than just the occasional rental house or a flip now and then. And we want to really embrace it. And what happens, we've seen this happen a lot. People get uh, exposed to real estate investing. They get the bug. And all of a sudden, they just want to drop everything and pour their entire life into real estate. So uh, there's a great book by Robert Kiyosaki called Before You Quit Your Job. And I know that as you were preparing for this talk, you kind of uh, reread that book. Yeah, I did. I had read it when it first came out. I read it again because he had some crystal clear ideas. Uh, he's very much an enthusiast in terms of telling people, if you're ready to do this, do it, but don't go off half cocked. You absolutely have got to understand where you are. In other words, it's, it's the real estate guy's motto all over again, education for effective action. That's really what Robert was saying. But he said more than that. He said, before you just run off and do this, you need to understand where you're going with it, what you expect to have happen, and you can't do it in a half-vast manner. You absolutely must put together a detailed business plan. If you're smart, you'll bounce that off some people, but if you've not done that before, that's an exercise in itself, but it's just a point that if you don't know where you're going, any road will get you there. You know, the premise in the book, of course, is not just about real estate. It's before you quit your job to do in anything. And his idea, of course, is eventually you want to just be an investor. And if you know Robert Kiyosaki's work at all, you know about the cash flow quadrant, which really defines people by their type of income, where they earn their money. On one side of the quadrant, we have E's and S's. E's are employees. They work for someone else and get a paycheck. 
S are self-employed, but at the end of the day, if they quit working, there there is no money that comes in. So people on that side of the quadrant, the E and S side, are dependent upon themselves. On the other side of the quadrant, you have B and I. B meaning business owner, but it has to be a big enough business that it can run without you. And then I, an investor, someone who has their money working for them instead of their labor. Now, a lot of part-time real estate investors have both. They're doing something, they own a business or they work for somebody, and that's how they make their living. And then they take part of that and they invest in real estate. Instead of just throwing it into a 401k or passively investing in mutual funds, they decide to be a little more proactive, invest in real estate. We meet a lot of those folks. Robert's premise is that at some point, most people want to get in a position where their money is working harder for them than they are. And that's really the before you quit your job. When are you ready? I remember I was teaching appraisal years ago at the college level, and I had a gal who stuck around after class the first night, and she said, I have a really unique situation. I am independently wealthy at a really, really low level. And I said, well, what does that mean? And she says, well, I, I'm uh, an on-site apartment manager, so I don't pay anything for my rent. They give me a little bit of money, which easily covers my bills, costs, and food. So I don't really need to make any money. Well, that's an interesting place to be. Now, she had passion. She had a motivation to get involved with real estate. And she ended up buying a lot of multi-unit properties because, again, she had that experience as an on-site residential manager. So part of this whole thing, and the way it weaves into your business plan is you've got to figure out what full-time looks like for you, even if it's not right now. If you're thinking that at some point in the next year, five years, 10 years, you want to transition into being a full-time investor, whether that's just a real estate investor or an investor, someone whose money and capital is working for them instead of the hours that they're getting paid for directly, then you got to think about that. And that's to your point, Bob, about putting a plan together. Yeah, and on the summit this year and the talk I gave, I spent quite a lot of time looking at possible scenarios. There's a greater question than whether this is a great time to invest in real estate. By the way, I believe it is. However, the plan has to work and you have to fit it. Depending on where you are, you've got to ask the question, is it necessary or desirable for me to really do this full time? Thinking back to how I began, I was an engineering sales manager for the first 20 years of my life after college, and I used the funds from that job to invest in real estate. I didn't have a good mentor. I didn't have a good plan, but here's my point. Over a 20-year-plus period, I did just fine as a part-timer. If I had done nothing else, it would have been a very successful venture. I also got the bug, decided to become a part-time agent, and then it was history. From there on, I really had some passion about making it happen. So I think you bring up a great point, which is you have to understand where you're going and how you're going to get there. And more importantly, we talk about personal investment philosophy, who you are as a real estate investor. If you're going to be a full-time investor, it is that more critical that you understand your personal investment philosophy. Are you a passive investor? Are you looking for multiple units, whether they're retail or commercial or resort, that someone else is going to manage and send you money? Or are you a hands-on, roll-up-your-sleeve, build, develop, rehab, fix, flip kind of person? Most of the folks who are flipping today have a business or some have a job. It's not passive real estate investing. It's not even investing. If I buy a house, fix it up, and sell it, I'm done. My income stream stopped, and unless I go do it again, I'm not making any more money. So I certainly wouldn't discourage anyone from doing that. It's a great way to make a living, but it's not investing. Investing is where your money works for you. 
So many of us get to the point in life where we have our money and our assets working for us, so that lets us have better time flexibility. And that's really one of the big carrots. Why would you want to be a full-time investor? It sounds like a lot of work. Not necessarily. Some of the most successful full-time investors we know give it three, four hours a week. Just because it's full-time, meaning it's all they do, it doesn't mean that it's all they do, that it takes up every spare minute. Now, we also know a lot of full-time investors that seem to work 160 hours a week. So there's a lot of different ways to approach this mentality. And, and we're not trying to convince anybody either. That's another thing. The example you gave, Bob, of just being a part-time investor with a job, socking away your real estate portfolio, nothing wrong with that. That's a super successful way to go. Look at our guest last week. Dave Leniger, founder of Remax, was on the program. If you haven't heard that show, you got to go back and hear that show. Amazing guy. He was first and foremost a real estate investor. He was investing in houses in, in Arizona. He wasn't an agent. He was just an investor. He decided, and I know we'll talk about this before we're done, that maybe if I got my real estate license, I could save some of the commissions. Well, now he started to get exposed to the world of real estate and saw that there was more to it than just saving the commission. In fact, he saw that there was a real need in the marketplace, and he and his partner came up with a premise that became Remax that a brokerage could operate differently than traditional brokerages. In a day, of course, it's grown into a giant company and, and, and all of that. But it started with his real estate investing and then a path that he saw. So right now in your life, you have some success in real estate investing. Maybe it's just education. Maybe you haven't actually pulled the trigger on anything. Or maybe you have a couple of houses. Or maybe you have a few dozen properties. If you're not yet full-time, you've got to look at what you've been doing so far and decide what of that works for you, what of that appeals to you, and if you were to create a full-time vocation out of it, what would you do with your time? Yeah, and you've got to also make sure that the business has the ability to carry you and make up for the salary that you gave up on the job that you decided to abandon in order to do this. Oh, that's such a crucial point. So many people disvalue their own time. I remember we, we ran into a couple of guys who had quit their jobs many years ago, and they were fixing up houses in a really strong market. The market was going up so they could do no wrong. But at the end of the day, when they showed us how much money they make, th there was nowhere in there where they had even accounted for or talked about any value of their time. So yeah, it took their time. That was kind of the understanding. And the returns they were making were good. And they were saying, hey, these returns are almost as good as we were making at our jobs. And my answer was, well, then maybe you ought to go back to your job because your job, what, this is your job and you're not getting paid. They had this mentality that it was all investment income, but it wasn't. It was their time. Absolutely. In fact, one of the maxims that we look at all the time with any job we do is, is this the best use of my time? In other words, if I equate what my time comes to in the job in hours, let's say that number is $100 an hour. Suppose it is. If I do any job that's worth less than $100 an hour that I could hire somebody else to do, I'm probably misplaced. I'm probably far better off doing $100 an hour work, not anything less than that. Well, and that's really the premise of what you do as a full-time investor. It's not that you are doing every single thing. It's that you're managing your teams and you have teams. Today, when we look at passive real estate investors who have portfolios, they generally outsource management. They're not doing that themselves. They would consider themselves full-time real estate investors because they're not doing anything else from a vocational point of view, but they're not renting the units, exhibiting the, them to tenants. They're not processing the paperwork. They're not handling the maintenance issues. They've got a team to do that. And so that's part of going full-time. isn't to put more load on your shoulders, but actually to take some off. We'll be exploring this as we go further along through our program. 
today. We're glad you're listening. This is the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Need help with your real estate investment portfolio? Check out the resources page at realestateguysradio.com. Is investors survey the country for markets and properties that will perform well for them over the next five to 10 years. One market in particular stands out. That's Atlanta, Georgia. Atlanta was the second fastest growing MSA throughout the last decade. It's home to the world's busiest airport and has one of the highest concentrations of Fortune 500 companies in the country. Atlanta is expected to add 100,000 new people every year for the next 10 years. And just next year alone, Atlanta is predicted to add over 50,000 new jobs. Now, what if I told you you could buy fully renovated, leased, and cash-flowing investment properties in this market for half of replacement cost? That's right, three- and four-bedroom homes in good suburban neighborhoods that can be purchased completely renovated for seventy dollars to $90,000. At Georgia Residential Partners, this is exactly what we do. We've been helping investors all over the country make solid real estate purchases in Atlanta for almost seven years. Call us today at 770-924-5450 or check us out online at gainvesting.com. Hi, this is Garrett Sutton, Rich Dad's advisor. Remember, equity happens, and you're listening to The Real Estate Guys. Welcome back to The Real Estate Guys radio program, heard every weekend on this great radio station all the time at realestateguysradio.com, and of course, downloading to a podcast platform near you. Thanks for tuning into the show today. We're talking about full-time real estate investors. Is it time for you to consider that, or will there be a time when it makes sense to go, quote-unquote, full-time? Uh, this is really what Bob and I do, but it doesn't mean that that's what you need to do. And we're just talking through some of the points. And of course, I guess, Bob, that people come from different positions, different places as investors. And I know in your talk, you kind of address that. Let's talk about some of the scenarios that may be out there that the listeners have. Well, there's any number of places you could be and be excited about maybe doing this full time. One of the first questions is, if you're going to do it, is now the time? Why now? What works for you? What's different for you than what you've done in the past? So you got to examine why the timing is critical. We've already talked about it, and I've editorialized about the fact that I love this market. This is a market full of activity, um, and that means there's a lot of opportunity. All, all the distressed stuff that's going on gives somebody a chance to pull it out and go somewhere with it. The question is, is it you? And secondly, is it now? Well, the now part, that's an interesting point, because part of that is when you're ready from a position of where your job and your income and your other passive investments and so forth. And part of it is market-driven. There are folks who are jumping into real estate full-time because the market has given them a great opportunity that maybe wasn't here in 2009, right? The market opportunity has changed. Now, in a lot of places, I mean, you heard Dave Leninger last week say that the residential single-family market is back, basically, from where he sits. He's seeing it, and they see a lot of transactions with thousands and thousands of agents around the world. He's seeing it back big time. So much of the opportunity opportunity is starting to be squeezed out of the market and yet it's not all gone. So is it is there a reason why you might move to a full-time real estate investor position today because of the market? Yeah, I think part of this is that hands-on part that you mentioned. If we look at the possible places you could be, you could be any number of places. You could be somebody who cannot afford to quit their job, but you still are very unhappy there. You're not happy working for somebody else to make them a fortune. You'd like to do this on your own. So the first question is, is it possible to do that? Well, there's not a simple solution to it, but you're one of the people who may be fired up and will want to dig into 
how can I do this? And by the way, it's probably starting some way part-time, working your way there till you get some ballast, until you get some income. If that's you, then that's the person that Robert Kiyosaki and before you quit your job would say, don't quit yet, right? Make sure, but there's other reasons you don't want to quit your job too soon. One is that regular paycheck helps. Two is if you're qualifying for any real estate, having a regular paycheck and not being unemployed according to lenders is important. And three, sometimes we make our best contacts in our professional fields. In fact, we know an investor today who has a job that has nothing to do with real estate. In the last couple of years, he's put together more than two dozen partnerships to go out and buy houses with people that he knows from his industry. So they get in conversations at, you know, functions and conferences and things like, hey, what are you doing, you know, outside of work? And the minute you ask him that, he's all fired up about the real estate that he's doing, and he's doing really well at it. And a lot of those folks are going, oh, wow, I'd like to do that, but of course, I'm too busy in my job and so forth. So I think part of as you move full-time, there's this dividing line between is it just about you? Many full-time people, it's not. Instead, they find ways to help other people. A couple of weeks ago, we had Ken McElroy on the program. Of course, Kenny and Ross, they have a, an amazing company where they go in and they rehab B-class apartments. We learned on the summit that doing a lot of ground up construction. When they do that, they take on investors through syndication. Those people are part of the project. That helps them. It certainly helps the neighborhoods and the communities because he is laser strategic about where they're doing those projects. And that was a big part of his talk was the market side of it. But he, he's creating opportunity for a lot of other folks. It's not It's not all about him. He's got a much bigger vision than that. And, and not saying again that you have to. It's just really about what are you trying to accomplish. I think that's a key point, though. If you're thinking about a group, partners in any manner, one of the things you need to do is look at how do partnerships work. When I say partnership, I don't mean a classic partnership. It could be a corporation, an LLC, whatever entity is appropriate for what you're doing. But the point is you're going to use and depend upon other people. Got to get it really clear like you would in a marriage. What are we going to do going in? How are we going to work going through it? And how are we going to dissolve it at the end? If you're not clear about that, the problem is that that will muddy the waters and may take you totally off your path. However, having said that, partners and other people in your business are what give you the ability to do more than you can do by yourself, both financially, educationally, dividing the jobs, We've heard this expression, Robert, you use it often, that if two of you think just alike, if two people think just alike, one of them is not necessary. Well, the idea here with partners is to get people with complementary skills, different things that you bring to the table so that you can do more as a twosome, threesome, or eightsome than you could by yourself. Well, and really, that's like what we were talking about before, full-time investors that have teams. Your teams are your partnerships. And again, we're not talking about a technical partnership, but the idea of working through others. Everybody brings something different to the party, and so you want to start to figure out what your skill set is. As we look over these various scenarios we're talking about, that's one of the things, is where are you gifted and where is your experience? If you are in the trades, that's a very different experience than if you've been a real estate salesperson or broker, or very different than if you've been in property management, or very different than if you've been in project management outside of real estate, but now you're approaching real estate with eyes towards going full time. So one of the things to do is take stock of the skill set and the experience that you have that's going to help launch you into a full-time real estate investing career. That's such a key. There's a whole argument we can make about whether we do better 
to learn the skills we don't have or whether we should concentrate on using the ones we do and get complimentary people. I certainly like the latter, although either one of those may be possible. Let's go back to the scenarios we're talking about where you come from different places. We talked about the guy who just couldn't possibly quit his job. The other side of that coin may be somebody who has such a significant portfolio of real estate that it's producing plenty for them to quit their job. However, that's not most people. That could be you. And if it is awesome, then all you've got to do is put together the plan and figure out how and where you're going to spend your time based on where you want to go. Well, and it depends on what phase you're in. In our book, we talk about this concept of critical mass, and it's pretty simple. It's that the first portion of your real estate investing career is accumulation of assets, and then at some point, you decide you want to switch that around and now enjoy the cash flow forever. So for some people, they work for 50 years to get a portfolio that pays them for the last 30. For some people, they work for five years and, and they're done. Some people never quit. So part of it is figuring out when is enough, what is enough, and I get back to this, what do you want to do with your time. I watch you, Bob, and you're a guy that likes to spend your time helping other people who have now gotten the bug to invest in real estate like you did all those years ago. And that inspires you to help those people see what is possible for them, ways they might approach it, give them ideas and strategies. Sometimes having an experienced person around is huge. If you're green and new at this, well, you're going to have to have an experienced team around you. So if you're looking at the the way that you enter into a full-time real estate possibility, it depends on what you're already doing. If you're one of the examples that you gave was someone who works in the real estate industry, say somebody in the brokerage business. I know one of the things that, that you're always talking about is how most real estate agents never bother to invest in property. And that's true. The vast majority of licensees are not real estate owners. And that's just crazy. But if you do have that skill set or that background, that just like Dave Leniger, that could be a way to get you started. It's interesting, too, because the way Dave began was a way a lot of agents think about it. Hey, I can save commissions and so forth. My personal viewpoint is it's not enough. If you don't have more margin than the commission in your deal, and by the way, Dave got that clearly and quickly after a while, that's not a good enough reason. There are some other aspects we should talk about, too. One of the ways to quickly get into this business is to become an active investor as a real estate agent. In other words, real estate agents have a huge advantage. They already know how the business works. They see all the properties, but most of them are not investing. That's just not in their mindset. And a couple things happen if they decide to get interested in this line of work. If they decide to become an investor in their own right, they suddenly begin to understand the flow of it and now have the ability to help a lot of other clients and investors. And I tell you guys and gals, investors out there are having a hard time finding people who understand their game. So I think it's a great way to get into the investment business. Well, and some agents are already dealing with investors and are maybe more prone to that. As opposed to the real estate agent that just helps people sell houses that they live in, that's still, that's a skill set that you have. That's something that you have going for you that the average person who's investing in real estate part-time does not. And so there's already training uh, sometimes around that. A lot of the big residential brokerages have training regarding income property and commercial property. So you already have access to some of those tools. Maybe someone in your office is an active investor or working with investors and you can shadow with that person. So before you're even thinking of quitting your job, you're starting to build the skills necessary to prepare yourself. And here's an idea for you. You may not have the money set aside to instantly jump into becoming an investor, but if you're dealing with clients who are doing this, think about 
whether that person may become a good partner and you might leave all or part of your commission in the deal to get started in this game. Yeah, that's a very popular way that uh, people have gotten started, sometimes against their will. We uh, have a friend that we had just spent some time with recently. Uh, when he was starting in commercial real estate, uh, he just hooked up with a, a group of investors and they kept forcing him to keep his commission in the deal, which at the beginning he didn't want to do. And by the end of uh, five years of doing that, it was the answer. It's the reason that he's independently wealthy today is because he was pretty much forced to be in all these deals. And, and so there's a lot of things that you bring to the table. Another place that investors crop up is through the rehabber that can't sell the property. Right, A lot of folks out there that are either building or rehabbing properties as a job, as a living, when they got stuck in the turndown with properties, they became de facto landlords. Well, lo and behold, now you've got trade experience and you have landlording experience. There's also, of course, folks with property management experience. And a lot of property managers don't own property, which is crazy, right? It's like the busman's holiday, I guess. But if you're in the property management business, that is one of the most needed skill sets for buy and hold investors. And so that may be another path into full time. And you might not have considered that, but it could be. And so really the whole thing about becoming a full-time investor has to do with your mindset. Now, when we come back from the break, we're going to talk about some of the specific advantages there are to being full-time because in the United States and other countries, there are tax advantages to it. But there's also some legitimizing of your expenses and some other things we'll talk about when we come back. We'll also play Real Estate Trivia, your chance to win a prize next. You're tuned to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Live nationwide, you're listening to the Real Estate Guys. Find out more at realestateguysradio.com. Live where you want to live, but invest where the numbers make sense. Even better, invest where you have a solid team to support you. We've been hearing great things about Memphis, Tennessee, and Terry Kerr from Mid-South Homebuyers. Since 2002, Terry and his team have been delivering turnkey rental property solutions ideal for out-of-area real estate investors. So if you're looking for affordable, trouble-free, turnkey investment property, call Terry. Use our resource hotline at 888-510-6838, extension 118. That's 888-510-6838, extension 118. Or find them in the resources area of our website at realestateguysradio.com. Are you ready to profit in paradise? Hi, it's Robert Helms. And if you think real estate investing means tenants, toilets, and termites, think again. Located just a short plane ride from the U.S., a virtually untouched paradise awaits. The beautiful country of Belize. When you go to Belize with the Real Estate Guys, you'll spend four fabulous days discovering one of the most intriguing real estate markets I've ever seen. With its jungle rainforests, pristine beaches, and 81-degree turquoise water, Belize is one of the most beautiful places on Earth. Plus, it's considered one of the top seven tax havens in the world. And why U.S. real Real estate continues to drop, Belize property is on the rise, and many experts think the best is yet to come. But don't just take my word for it. Come experience Belize firsthand at our upcoming investor field trip. When you join us, you'll discover the many reasons we love Belize, like tremendously undervalued beachfront land, super low taxes, ease of doing business, and so much more. Get the details at realestateguysradio.com. Just click on events. See paradise for yourself. Click events at realestateguysradio.com, and I'll see you in beautiful Belize. Hi, this is Donald Trump, and you're listening to The Real Estate Guys. 
Welcome back to the Real Estate Guys radio program, the number one downloader podcast on real estate investing. We're talking about full-time investors. Does it make sense to go full-time? Before we get back to that discussion, it's time to play Real Estate Trivia, your chance to win a prize by knowing today's trivia question, which of course has something to do with real estate. Here's how it works. I'm going to give you a question in a minute. As soon as you think you know the answer or want to take a guess, quickly fire off an email to trivia at realestateguysradio.com. Trivia at realestateguysradio.com. Include your name, your mailing address, and the answer to the question. If you're the first person who gets it right, you'll win an autographed copy of Equity Happens, Building Lifelong Wealth with Real Estate, our book on real estate investing. Then we'll take all the correct guesses for the week and have a drawing for a second book because that way, even if you're listening on the podcast, you still have a chance to win. It doesn't always go to a radio listener, although the first one usually does. Last week, we had Dave Leniger, founder of Remax, on the program, and here was our question. Remax started in 1973. The top charting song of 1973, according to Billboard magazine, was by an artist with a city in their name. That's the real estate part of the trivia question. Which one? The answer... Tony Orlando and mm. Dawn and tie a yellow ribbon around the old oak tree. That was uh, the big hit of 1973. Here's our real estate trivia question for this week. Which country has the longest coastline in the world? Of all the countries in the world, which one has the most coastline real estate next to the water is valuable? Which country has the most? If you know or want to take a guess, quickly send that to us to trivia at realestateguysradio.com. Include your name and your physical mailing address because we're sending you an actual book if you're the winner. So send it off to us at trivia at realestateguysradio.com. Somebody, maybe two somebodies, will be the proud owners of Equity Happens, Building Lifelong Wealth with Real Estate. Our book on real estate investing, that is today's real estate trivia question. Now, does it make sense for you to become full-time? And it doesn't have to be today. We're talking about this idea of transitioning from doing something else for a living and being a real estate investor on the side to making real estate investing your full-time vocation. Of course, the primary reason to become a full-time investor in the U.S. is to let your money work for you. At the same time, in the U.S., there are some tax advantages to being a full-time professional. What's a full-time professional? There are two ways you can be a full-time professional. The first way is that you'll be able to demonstrate that you spend a minimum of 750 hours a year in real estate and that real estate is your major activity. Those are two key ideas. You need not be a licensee to do that. You can do this in any capacity. It's very common, by the way, to have a team, a husband and wife, partners, cousins, where one of them is a full-time professional, and that will qualify for that group, for that entity. And let's be specific here. We're talking now about U.S. tax law. Neither one of us are tax attorneys, so consult with your tax professional. When we were on the summit, we had CPA Tom Will right there who got up and talked about this very thing. And it's not as simple as some people make it sound, but it really is doable if you want the advantage. Now, the, what is the advantage of being full-time according to the tax code? Well, the biggest advantage has to do with your use of expenses and depreciation. Yeah, if we look at the average investor is able to deduct some of your real estate expenses from your other ordinary income. How do you do that? Here are the rules. If your adjusted gross income as an individual or let's say a husband-wife team together is less than $100,000 per year, then you are able to write off against your other ordinary income $25,000 in expenses. That's a great boon to the net after-tax cash flow. If on the other hand, your adjusted gross income 
is over $150,000, you get to write off zero. Yes, I said zero. Not a good number. So it transitions from 100000 to one fifty on a two-to-one basis, and your 25000 goes to zero. You can see how it would be to your advantage to be able to find a way to write off those expenses. Well, here's the way it works. When you become a full-time real estate professional, you can do that. How do you become a full-time real estate professional? You either spend 750 hours minimum per year on your real estate investment business, and you have to be able to demonstrate and show that you did that, or if you have a real estate license, an agent or a broker's license, you normally will be considered to be a full-time professional. Now, you still have to do the activity. It must be your business, and you must be able to demonstrate and show that that's what you do. Your primary business. This is the big distinction. Some people have been taught that if you just have a real estate license, you're automatically a full-time professional in the eyes of the tax code. That is not true. So many people have a real estate license. It doesn't mean anything if they aren't transacting business. Part of the full-time professional issues, you've got to, it's got to be what you do, your primary thing. That's exactly what we're talking about. If you're going to be a full-time investor. Now, if you're a full-time real estate investor, it's all you do with your time. You don't do anything else professionally, but you don't spend 750 hours a year then you're not going to qualify from a tax perspective. Maybe that's fine with you. Maybe you're happy working your two hours a month. But for many of us who are full-time investors, we easily spend 750 hours. Just to give you an idea, the average person that works a 40-hour work week is going to work about 2,000 hours in a year. So 750 isn't full-time necessarily, but you can't be doing something else that takes more time. I can't be spending 1,000 hours a year as a restaurant manager and 750 in my real estate investing and call myself a full-time real estate professional. So take Robert's advice. Before you make a firm plan, clear this with your CPA or tax accountant. Make sure you understand this rule thoroughly. It's a huge advantage, but only if you do it right. One thing about the IRS, they don't care what your intention was unless you can show that you meant to follow the rules. Well, and you keep saying demonstrate, and that's important too. You've got to keep records. One of the things Tom Wheelwright shared with us on the summit is that all that matters is the records that you have. And it's not just about writing down the hours that you spend. It's going to be receipts and time logs and dates and appointments and conference registrations and walkthroughs and inspections and all the things you do as part of your full-time status if you're trying to do that, whether it is as as a professional who's selling real estate or a property manager who's managing, a lot of the full-time vocations will count if it's all wrapped together. And that's part of this idea of, well, what I'm doing for a living also feeds into real estate. If what you do is software programming for a living, well, that's not going to wrap in very easily to full-time real estate professional unless you're building software that might be property management software or deal analysis software. I mean, again, you have to check with your tax professional. It's not enough reason to jump into the business, the tax benefit. But if you're considering it, it's certainly worth understanding. You must understand it. it. I think it's a huge advantage. It's not the reason, as Robert says, but it certainly helps in terms of your net cash flow.
Now, let's talk about this angle of getting your real estate license because that's something we talk about as well. That may, that may be one of the doors into being a full-time professional, but if you're Dave Leniger all those years ago looking at being an investor and deciding you want to save the commission, you said that's not enough reason to do it. What are some of the reasons? Why might someone want to consider not only transitioning into a full-time investment, but getting a real estate license? Let's look at what it's not. What is your advantage in being a realtor? You get to look at the properties first. That's a small advantage today because your clients are actually going to look at the properties without you most of the time right. and then talk to you about it. So it's different than it was in the old days. And here's my point. The average commission that a realtor will get, and I, this is just an average nationwide for doing half representing either a buyer or a seller in a transaction is about 3% of the purchase price. That's $3,000 on a $100,000 property or $30,000 on a million dollar property. Those are decent numbers, but that's not enough reason to get a license to do the deal. You better have more than a 3% margin in this property or your deal's too skinny. Not only that, one of the best ways that as investors we get great deals is by seasoned, experienced, seat knowledge brokers who know the market. They add so much value. They never cost money. A great broker doesn't cost you anything. They make you money. If you're not that person, don't get in the way, right? So many inexperienced people say, well, I'll get my license and I'll save the commission. Except what you've done is you've cut out one of the most valuable people in your team. So that's not enough reason. But there are some reasons. I think access to the deal was important back in, in the MLS book days, right? Today, it's not necessarily that. What it is, though, is it's access to networks, to people, to team members. There's a lot of deals that happen that never get anywhere near the multiple listing service or the newspaper or LoopNet, they're all relationship-based. And that's part of the big attraction, I think, to being in any of the real estate service-related parts of the business. I like to say there's no shortcut to apprenticeship. Getting your license does not teach you the business. It gives you a license to learn the business. So if you're going to save money by doing it all yourself before you've got the education, you are the unguided missile that will crash and burn. Now, there are some disadvantages, too, and they're minor, but the things we need to talk about. If you're thinking about getting a real estate license as part of your path towards full-time professional, understand that as soon as you're a licensee, you will be held to a higher standard. You will be expected to know and disclose more, and heaven forbid, should you appear in a court of law, you'll be held to a much higher practice than a person who's unlicensed. It's not trying to scare you away from getting a license. Bob and I have both at various times over the years had a license. You're still licensed today. I'm no longer licensed by choice. I decided not to renew my license because I no longer do anything for which a real estate license is required, but I was licensed for a whole bunch of years. Having a license is also a liability in some regards. So if all you're gonna do is occasionally save your own commission, probably not worth the liability. If, on the other hand, what you want to spend your time doing is helping other people find great deals and you're of the mindset of there is so much great opportunity out there, I can't do it all, I want to share it with some folks, well, nothing wrong with being the guy in your investment club or the person who's involved in your sphere of influence who puts together deals and gets paid for it. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. We call that enlightened self-interest. The thing you must do is be very transparent about how you work, how you get paid, what your motivation is. It needs to be more important that the deal happens for the client's sake than that you get your commission. 
And that's just a hard and fast rule. You got to live with that. If you can't live with that, this is not the right business. We're talking about becoming a full-time real estate investor. Does that make sense for you today or next year or ever? More when we come back. You're tuned to the Real Estate Guys radio program. I'm your host, Robert Helms. Real estate investment advice right in your mailbox. Sign up for the free Real Estate Guys newsletter at realestateguysradio.com. The votes are in, and this year's Investors Summit at Sea was a massive hit. Summiteers called it life-changing, far beyond expectations, which were very high, and the best summit yet. If you missed the vote this year, then make plans to join us in 2014. You'll spend an entire week with like-minded investors, world-class educators, and real-world professionals. And you'll have a blast. Join the Real Estate Guys for the 12th Annual Investors Summit. It all begins March 22nd, 2014 in Houston, Texas. Visit realestateguysradio.com and click the tab that says Summit to sign up for the advanced notice list. You'll get all the details the minute they get released so you can reserve your spot. Go to realestateguysradio.com and click Summit and make plans to spend a week with the Real Estate Guys and an all-star faculty on the 12th Annual Investor Summit at Sea. Why is it that in every horror movie, there's a pretty girl who goes into a creepy house and heads down into the scary basement? Nothing good ever happens in the basement. What is she thinking? I feel the same way when I continue to see Americans dump billions into 401ks, IRAs, and mutual funds, even self-directed IRAs. On top of that, they continue to perpetuate the massive U.S. banking system by keeping large deposits at banks and using credit cards and other loans for purchases. Don't they realize what's going to happen? More profit for them and less profit for you. Nothing good ever happens in the basement. Now there's another way. Visit our friends at Paradigm Life by going to www.beerbank.com and learn how to become your own banker today. Hi, this is Darren Hardy, publisher of Success Magazine, and you're listening to The Real Estate Guys. Welcome back to The Real Estate Guys radio program. Thanks so much for tuning into the show. Be sure and tell a friend about The Real Estate Guys. They may listen on the radio, or they may listen online, or they may listen via the podcast, however you get The Real Estate Guys. We're just happy that you do. We've got the godfather of real estate with us today. He's been investing since 1957, and we're talking about, does it make sense to go full-time as a real estate investor? A lot of us think we want to be full-time, and, and we see people who do that too early, and we see people that never do and maybe should have. And it's all about what you're trying to accomplish as a real estate investor. So we don't have the answer. We're just raising the questions. Now, we did meet a couple of guys on the summit that you actually brought up during your talk who had, ironically, the Friday before we left Orlando, quit their jobs. Yeah, two very uh, impressive young guys, brothers, in fact, who had spent some time getting educated. And in fact, the two of them had an accounting background. That's a fairly good set of skills to look at this. But on their own, they struck off and started in what we think is a very good marketplace, started putting together flips, and in less than a year had managed to do 15 flips. Believe me, that's humming. That's a bunch. That's impressive. And we're having great success with it. They also were smart enough to be mentored by one of our other investors who's done something similar and has got a lot of skills. So one of the things you got to look at is who do I associate with 
What do I bring to the table and who do I need to get around who can help me launch this if I'm ready to go? That's a huge point. It's always about who your influencers are. And there's lots of full-time investors out there who are more than happy to talk shop. You know, it's interesting. Real estate attracts, for whatever reason, a lot of mavericks, a lot of, you know, not traditional team players, people that want to go do it their way. But at the same time, there is a great camaraderie that happens when you get full-time investors together. There's a best practices that's that comes up. You know, on the summit, we uh, were able to stop in Grand Cayman for a real estate shore excursion. Every year on our real estate investor summit at sea, we pick a port where we go do an optional day of, of understanding a real estate market. This year it was in Georgetown, Grand Cayman. And uh, one of our faculty members, John Turley, is one of the top producing agents in the Caribbean, in the country of Belize. His peer, one of the top producing agents in the Caribbean, is the broker in Grand Cayman. So we got to tour around and really understand that real estate market. And this is just a great example of how these two guys are really not competing. They work in very different marketplaces. You might say, well, yeah, there might be an investor who decides I'm going to go either to Belize or Grand Cayman and pick one or the other. But for the most part, they're dealing with similar groups of people, but have already made a different decision as to where they're going to go. But these guys are able to share ideas in a very free-flowing way. I had that chance to spend time with, with both of them at the Remax convention uh, where we broadcast the Dave Leninger uh, interview. And they, they, you know, they have this, this healthy kind of fun competition, but at the same time, watching them talk. Have you tried this? Well, this is what's working for us. Well, how's your advertising working? Well, where are your web leads coming from? And so you start getting around other full-time investors, you're going to get some great information. People are happy to share information, especially when they, they, you have this thing in common, that, that you're out there pursuing real estate in a different way than, than the average part-time investor. Look at the summit we just went on. We had so many people there from a lot of different levels, very experienced investors, beginning investors, and the word I kept hearing was approachable. They were excited that the faculty was totally approachable. All the other people they met, they all had ideas to share. It's just it perfectly illustrates what you're talking about. You know, it's funny. We spent uh, some uh, considerable time on the summit with Mr. Peter Schiff, right? Very uh, successful author and fund manager. And he goes to a lot of conferences. And he has this reputation, perhaps, of not being as approachable. I'll tell you what, that's not true at all. He was completely approachable, hung out, had a great time. I just think that he flies in, flies out. He's got a busy schedule. He's moving a million miles an hour. And it's hard to find a conducive environment to get in a relationship with a guy like that. Boy, you're letting him uh, have his hair down a little bit and being on the summit and hanging out and, and uh, you know, spending quality time together was extraordinary. And it's like that with all the investors that spend time together. So it's not a big pitch for the summit, although we'd love to have you come next year. And the details are soon to be available. You'll find at least the dates uh, on our website at realestateguysradio.com. Just click on the button that says Summit. But really the idea is getting around like-minded people. To be successful in any area of life, you have to do more than the average person, right? Nobody wants to be average and ordinary. I'm guessing you're not this far into a podcast on real estate investing if you're just average and ordinary. You want to have more. You want to do more. You want to achieve more. Going full-time is a big step to that, and it is a big step. It's not something to do lightly. You want to make sure you get back to that plan you were talking about, Bob. Make sure that if you're going to consider a full-time career, you can afford to make some mistakes part-time and to have some lesser disciplines part-time. But as soon as you're going to be full-time, you really do have to treat this like a business. Yeah, you do. And so it's a matter of who you pick to associate with. It's urgent that you formulate your plan. It's urgent that you figure out where do I want this 
new business to take me or this expanded business to take me? And what does it take for me to get from where I am now to where I want to be? So there are our thoughts. There's no magic answer, but uh, certainly if you're thinking about eventually becoming a full-time investor, we hopefully have given you some things to think about. Hey, speaking of investing, come with us to Memphis, Tennessee. We're headed off to the fabulous cash flow market of Memphis. And one of our real estate guys organized field trips. What that means is we spent an entire weekend together and you will learn more about this market than 95% of the people who live there in just 48 hours. It really is an extraordinary way to look at a real estate market through the eyes of a lot of successful investors. Plus, you'll meet lots of great folks. You'll meet property managers. You'll read real estate brokers. You'll read folks that are doing hands-on flipping and rehabbing, and you'll really understand the market. Plus, you'll see lots of different types of property, lots of different areas. We put a lot of miles on the bus, and we have a really good time. So check it out at our website at realestateguysradio.com. Click on events, and you'll see our field trip to Memphis. A big thanks to the Godfather for hanging out with us and sharing some of his knowledge this week. Next week on the show, we've got a great show planned for you. Be sure and tell a friend about the Real Estate Guys. In the meantime, go out and make some equity happen. This episode of the Real Estate Guys radio show is brought to you by Paradigm Life. Powerful cash management strategies using life insurance. Learn more at beyourbank.com. Mid-South Home Buyers, low-cost, turnkey cash flow properties in Memphis, Tennessee. Corporate Direct, asset protection strategies for real estate investors from attorney and rich dad advisor Garrett Sutton. Find these and other great companies under the Resources tab at realestateguysradio.com. To learn how you can expose your product or service to the Real Estate Guys audience, call 888-489-7723, extension 4. That's 888-489-7723, extension 4. Or use the feedback page at realestateguysradio.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week right here on the Real Estate Guys Radio Show.